you guys are in luck. I'm on a strict timeline. And it just felt right today. As I was leading worship, I had selected more songs than normal, and, and I was going to remove one. And then as we were worshiping, I was like, we're going we're gonna to linger a little longer. And, uh, and so uh, then Scott got to do my preaching for me, which is great. <laughs> but, yeah. Thank you, Scott. So, yes, it is, uh, I am excited to be sharing with you this morning. And Bob is excited because I have a speaker here and a speaker there. And there's no way that I can wander too far. So, oh, look, hey, and I have my notes up here. And Seth has been doing this for me for a long time, and I've not been good about it. So we're going to look at those today, too. Well, a few weeks ago, we had Mother's Day. And you mothers were so blessed to have Jane Alt sharing with you on Mother's Day. And, uh, and as I was looking and preparing for Father's Day... What I kept coming back to is, boy, the mothers got spoiled because Jane is such an encourager, and I am such an exhorter. You guys are getting exhorted today, <laughs> so you're welcome, and I hope you're excited for it. Um, today, we're, we're looking at the incredible balance of being a father, and it's already been talked about a number of times that our Father in Heaven is the perfect Father. And we want to keep that in mind as we walk through. The other thing I want you to keep in mind is, I would never assume that I'm in a position to tell you how to be the perfect dad. Okay? I'm a father, and I'm grateful to be a father. And I'm making choices, and I'm doing the very best I can in fathering to father the way my Heavenly Father would father. You with me? I won't do it perfectly, and I'm not going to assume that I can tell you how to make those decisions perfectly. What I do know is that we have scripture that tells us a little bit about who our father is and how we as earthly fathers should father. And in that, you can have a guideline to make decisions in how you father your children. And on top of that, there's an extension to this that we'll get into in the second half, as long as I get there quickly, that this pours into our relationships as mentors too. And my encouragement to you guys this morning, and this was an encouragement that was given on Mother's Day as well, if you aren't investing in the word, invest in the word, okay? If you're not investing in the word, Invest in the word. If nothing else, invest in the word. And this is why. Because you cannot be a father like your heavenly father if you don't know your heavenly And you can't encourage your brothers and sisters in Christ or help the newer brother in Christ or sister in Christ in becoming like the father unless what? Unless you know who the father is. Yeah? We have to be invested in the word. We have to meditate on the word, absorb the word so that it speaks life into our every circumstance, so it lights our path. Aaron, you don't have time to tangent this morning. Pull it together. <laughs> 
So what I want to start with today is to bring a little perspective into this. We're going to look at Isaiah 55, 9, because this is perspective that's important in every circumstance. Beyond fathering, this is important perspective to have in every circumstance. This is God speaking in uh, Isaiah 55, 9. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways, God's. High are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. This, to me, is such an amazing grace. Because to accept that my thoughts are not God's thoughts, to accept that my ways are not God's ways, gives me freedom to grab hold to his thoughts and his ways as best I can. And how do we do that? With the word. With the word. And so what we're going to get into today, as you're thinking and you're holding fast to the fact that God's ways and his thoughts are higher than yours, and in that you have incredible security because Jesus' blood is the blood that paid the price for all the sins, and so we have the freedom to live life for his glory, right? It's not, it's not willy-nilly. The expectation is, obe- is obedience. We're going to get into that. But, but if we're accepting this gift, it's a gift. There's incredible freedom to live that way. There's incredible freedom to live that way. So here's our text for today. Ephesians 6, 4. And it says this. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, Bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. I'm going to break this into two pieces. The first piece is, do not exasperate your children. There's a few ways that I think we can do this. And I'm not saying that I know the perfect balance. Remember at the beginning I talked about balance. This is what we're going to get into. There's a balance of understanding how to reason and discipline, okay? You with me? There's a balance of understanding how to reason and to discipline. And if either of those things are out of whack, then you do this thing, exasperate your children, right? If your discipline is overbearing, then you're forgetting that your children aren't animals, They're created in the image of God, too. Okay? On the flip side, if you under-discipline and you over-reason, you forget that your children aren't adults. Right? They're not adults. So let's start with the over-reasoning. Because I think that for me, anyway, I don't know about you, but for Kim and I, this is probably, if, if if there was an imbalance... Then we overreason. <laughs> okay? If there's an imbalance, then we overreason. There's an ex and, and what overreasoning can do is it can frustrate them because you you leave them with the feeling that they have to understand to obey. You leave your child, and this can be with a person too, with this you have to understand to obey. 
We don't see this with Jesus, interestingly enough. When I thought about this, the first thing that came to mind was the Great Commission. It says this, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them how to what? Obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So as God's children, he doesn't say, I need you to understand all that I've commanded you. Right? There we go. Bill got it. I need you to understand everything. No, he doesn't say that. What's he say? I need you to obey everything I've commanded you. Do we know why that is? Well, we spoke about it a few seconds ago. What are his ways? They're higher. What are his thoughts? They're higher. And so in our relationship with our Heavenly Father, what do we do? We obey. We obey. We don't have to understand. We need to obey. Now, uh, my thoughts and my ways are not higher. (laughs) But I do everything I can, and hopefully you as parents of children or you as parents of spiritual children are encouraging them in this line of obedience. I don't know exactly what that looks like. I couldn't tell you. My ways aren't higher. My thoughts aren't higher. But my ways and thoughts are processing towards higher. Right? Are we? And hopefully, Lord willing, you're on that journey with me. Amen? On the flip side... I think this is the one that I think probably stands out to people more, and it's probably the reason why a lot of parents lean into over-reasoning, is that uh, over-discipline can leave the child feeling frustrated and feeling like they aren't valued, they don't have their own value, uh, or that that their, their thoughts are not important. But we have to be careful that we are, are, are not leaning too heavily into the not disciplining, right? We already covered that. But the over-disciplining, we don't want, a lot of times as we do that, with the, the concern, the reason why I think I would lean the other way is because I want my child to like me, right? What I don't realize is if I give them a playpen to play in, right, good boundaries, they're liable to like me more than when I just let them go and drown themselves in the nearest pond, Right? They won't like me very much then. They won't like anything (laughs) anymore. (laughs) Sorry, that might have been a little dark. But as I thought about this concept of over-discipline, the thing that came to mind for me was God's abounding patience. As we look at our children and understand that they are created, one, they're gods, so surrendering them to God, that's a thing we talked about on Mother's Day, surrendering them to God, but understanding that as God deals with us with incredible patience, so should we deal with our children with incredible patience. In Psalm 103, 8, it says, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. In Romans 2, 4, it says, Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, 
not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. Be patient, and in our patience, by that example of patience, we can lead into repentance like God does with us. I think of Paul's story. You know, Paul talks about his story in 1 Timothy 1, 15 through 16. He talks about the fact that he's the foremost of sinners, and he's referring to the fact that he persecuted Christians, and, and, and worst of all to Paul, his perspective was the persecuting of Christ himself. And, and he says that in that story, I see that in Christ, our life stories, right, like Paul's, are an incredible expression of divine patience. So in Christ, your life tells a story like Paul's of divine patience. So be patient. Okay, so we have two things so far, and I'm going to keep chugging along. Okay, we want to encourage obedience because we are to be obedient to Christ, and we're to be patient because God is infinitely patient with us. And this brings us to the second part of this verse, which is to raise them up. And I'm, I'm going to blast through this, so hold tight. Uh, when I think of raising them up, there were two things that came to mind. It was you don't want them to be too dependent on you. And you don't want to push them into independence too soon. Okay? Uh, when I was thinking of this concept of raising up, I thought about Paul's relationship with the Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 3.2, he says, I gave you milk, not solid food. You were not ready for it. Paul could see the nature of how they were in their spiritual life, and he nurtured accordingly, right? He didn't push them to solid food. He gave them milk because that's what they needed. There's a whole other sermon in here about how we don't want to just stay on milk our whole lives, but I'll get into that another day. Um, but yes, observe and encourage based on where the child is at or where a person's at in discipling. Do they need milk? then they need solid food. I'm going to invite the worship team up. Fathers, as we go today, if I could, I could leave anything with you, and I would extend this to men in general, I would like to see us being more disciplined in the word, okay? So di diving into the word, guys, and actively encouraging and engaging with one another, okay? I see a lot of this happening with the women in this church. But because of being guys, we aren't exempt, okay? And take this seriously, because in order to be a church that's engaging and encouraging and growing together towards maturity in Christ, it takes all of us being engaged. 
okay? And without that engagement in the word, there's no light on the path, right? We talked about this. And we've talked about making level paths so that we can journey together on a surface where people aren't stumbling, right? Guys, you're part of that. And so I encourage you this week, if you're like, you know, I am struggling to be in the word regularly. I could use guidance. This isn't me saying, shame on you, because I'd never do that. God doesn't do that either. Shame on you. This is a acknowledge it, be accountable, and reach out, and let's make a difference together. Okay? So if this is a struggle for you, this isn't something to feel guilty about. I've been there. I've spent years there. Just because I come up here and talk to you about what the Bible says doesn't mean I haven't spent years in that space. And I can tell you from experience, it's incredibly unhealthy for your well-being. So, if that's a struggle for you, shoot me a message, text me, email me. If you're not comfortable with me, talk with Glenn. Talk with somebody. Talk with someone else in the church. Talk with Scott. This dude's been more disciplined in the word than almost anyone I know. All right. There you go. I exhorted you. You're welcome, everybody. So now let's, <laughs> let's spend some time worshiping God, our glorious and perfect Father before we head out for this Father's Day.